Welcome back to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Hope everyone had a great Memorial Day weekend and were able to uh, have some, some fun with the family and remember what it's about. Uh, we've got a lot of LSU news to get into, but before we do, want to check in with the cause to see how you guys might have um, uh, enjoyed Memorial Day or experienced it, however, however you would say that. But uh, yeah, did you guys uh, did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. Not too much going on. Um, so yeah, it was good. Glad to be back here talking tigs. Uh, I had a pretty exciting weekend. I think I mentioned it last week that I had a chance to go to the Indianapolis 500, and that did in fact happen. Um, so that was exciting. I flew there Saturday yes. morning. And the race was on Sunday around noon. Um, place was packed. The, I think the nominal capacity is like 300,000. And they said they were only 40%, which is still like 100,000 something people. But what they, what they kind of did is normally they got all the fans and like the RVs and the stuff on the infield of the track. They had all that cleared out. Um, so the actual stands on the outside were pretty much full. So they kind of skirted around the 40% by just like packing the stands and, and saying like, we're not going to have anybody on the inside. But the, uh, the race was, was pretty awesome. Uh, that was the first time I'd ever been to something like that. Um, cars were fast. Uh, it was an exciting race to the end. Um, the Helio Castroneves won it. I think it was his fourth win. Um, the fans were, were into it, and it was a fun experience. So, And then flew back on, on Monday. Uh, but glad I got to go to that and then watch some LSU in the meantime. Right on. Uh, I actually am uh, down in Florida going to see uh, the wife's family Got to spend Memorial Day with a uh, Marine Corvette of 20 years. Oh, wow. Uh, just just hear, get to hear some of his stories was kind of cool. So it's a shout out to, we'll call him Cousin Dan <laughs> uh, for now. But um, yeah, ready to, to dive into this stuff because um, uh, a lot of news out of LSU baseball. But I do want to hear about your, uh, your you know, some more detail about the Indy 500, Daniels, since that was uh, a prospect before we last recorded. But LSU baseball, uh, they did not fare so well in the LSU tournaments. I would, you know, they they lost to Georgia four to one. But you could just say, you know, if they'd have just played that first inning of Georgia, that just that first inning, that was pretty much the game. <laughs> so I mean, because all, all the runs for both teams were scored in that first inning, and that was pretty much it. Uh, Georgia went on to lose big to Arkansas, and Arkansas went on a tear, and they won the whole tournament. Um, I did think it was interesting that, you know, some of the other teams that, you know, were even below LSU kind of, you know, if you looked at their, uh, their conference rank and just their performance, like Alabama and um, uh, Ole Miss even, they, they went further than most people thought. Ole Miss, you know, made it to the semifinals. So it's like these are teams that LSU won the series against, but, you know, they just couldn't pull it out for whatever reason in the tournament. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, and then we also have Paul Maneri's retirement announcement to get into because he made that announcement even, you know, just right after LSU lost the tournament. So, uh, lots of, lots to dive into there. So I, I guess we could, uh, I'll toss it to you, Tom. You could, uh, you could take one or the other and go with it, but, um, you know, LSU's quick exit out of the tournament, I, I would say I am disappointed but not surprised about it yeah 
But, you know, it's uh, it didn't really – I guess it didn't hurt their chances to make it into the postseason. They do have to travel. And it's interesting because every time LSU has not hosted a regional themselves, they seem to be sent to the far west coast. You know, they went to Oregon State. They they went to UCLA a few years ago. They went to uh, to uh, Pepperdine, I think, or, or Cal State Long Beach, one of the two. Uh, yeah, it's like if LSU doesn't host, then the I guess the tournament committee just says, well, we're just going to throw them to the wolves on the West Coast. Uh, but um, Pulmoneri said something interesting uh, when he said that all the teams that they might face in this regional do not compare to the teams that they've already faced in their uh, their SEC slate. So that there is that. But before I uh, uh, bef- before I digress any longer, Tommy, what do you make of it, man? Um, Quick showing in the SEC tournament, but, you know, Paul is retiring. Maybe they got some newfound purpose. Uh, you know, where, where do you see the Tigers heading into uh, heading into the postseason? Um, I'd, I'd say on the SEC tournament, uh, kind of just like you, I was disappointed but not surprised. That's that's this team. Like, I feel like we're, we're a more talented team than Georgia. I feel like that we, we probably should have gone on. Now, playing Arkansas, I think we probably get whipped just as bad as Georgia did. But um, I'd like to see us move out of the first round. I feel like we should have. Uh, but that's this team, and that's what we've been talking about this whole year is that they just kind of underperform at the worst times. Um, as far as Maneri goes, uh, I mean, this, that's something else that we kind of predicted on this podcast. I think if you saw didn't a tweet you call come it? out. I think you called it, didn't you? Might have. Might have had some inside sources uh, saying <laughs> say that something similar to this was going to happen. But regardless, I think this is, you know, it, I think it's good for LSU. Um, it's, I don't know if it's sad for Maneri. I mean, he's had a great career. He won a national championship. So, like, it's – and he's made probably, you know, buku money. So, I'm not necessarily sad for him. But you do kind of – anytime somebody retires, I feel like he's not retired. He's not going out on top. And that's kind of sad. You, you kind of wish that somebody could go out on top, but um, I'm excited for the future. I hope they can get a young, you know, a good new young guy in there to really energize the program and get us back to, uh, to, you know, the, the good old days. And, and you're right, Scott, I think that there, there might be a newfound fire lit underneath this team going into a regional um, just because it is Maneri's, you know, this is Maneri's last regional. If they continue yeah. on, it'll be his last super regional. If they, if they were to make it to Omaha, which, I mean, don't buy your tickets, but if they were to, uh, it'd be his last Omaha. So it is there. I think there, it does add, and I'm sure that the announcement is, there's something to the announcement. They didn't announce it. I actually, I thought I was a little bit worried that they announced it then because they pretty much had inside information. They weren't going to get in the tournament or something like, I, I didn't know about that, but I, you know, now that you're in, yeah, it does add a little bit more extra fire. Yeah, I agree. I guess as far as kind of the, the on the field performance to start with, like you had mentioned, it was just that one like botched double play in the first yeah. inning of the Georgia game that let the runs in uh, more. So would have been out of the jam and then LSU would have rolled on. Uh, and this is something that I've mentioned multiple times where somehow every time Marceau pitches, he just gets no run support. He gets no help at all. Like, cause other than that one inning, he shut them down for, I think he pitched till the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Um, he did complete and, game. Yeah. So it was, it was a good performance by him, but yeah, the, the bats were just dead. 
And that could be a, a bad sign because today Maneri announced that Marceau is pitching again, first game against Gonzaga, um, which is probably to be expected, but we're going to need a, a change of pace on the hitting. I was trying to do a little research into Gonzaga and Oregon. Um, Oregon's pretty good. Gonzaga, like they hit for average, but not power at all. Like their team is combined for like 15 home runs this season. And like, we have, I think more than that on like two different players. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they kind of just combined, like combined, combined 15 home runs. It's between 15 and 20. I was counting it right before we started oh, right. recording. Yeah. yeah. I think Dylan Cruz has 15. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, anyway. their, their worst hitter is hitting like 250, while we have like multiple yeah, guys starting guys who are hitting like 130 in, in the in the hundreds. Yeah, so it's a different type of scenario, and their games seem to go like either they win big or they just lose big. Um, so it's it's hard to predict, but uh, we got to take at least one and then challenge Oregon for the the regional. But like Tommy was saying, if we can't beat Georgia, it's hard to expect uh, much further than that. And then, and then with the, the Maneri stuff, like, yeah, he's he's not going on top, but at least he's not, like, going out on the bottom, kind of, like, in disgrace. It's not like they had he just get a, fired. Yeah, it's not like he, there was a miserable season and they just swept him out the door. Now there might have been a conversation, like, hey, Paul, it's time to retire. <laughs> but then again, but, you know, it's not it's not as bad. It's just one of those things. It's you can't. It's really, really, really hard to go out on top. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really hard to win your last game of your career. And uh, and so and most people don't do it. And and so, you know. And, yeah, he had a good run at LSU. What, you one national championship. Was it three World Series? Maybe yeah. more yeah. than that, yeah. yeah. Um, and then multiple SEC championships. So uh, it, it was a good stretch and a good era for LSU baseball. But I'm excited to see kind of where they go from here there were some rumors about trying to get florida's head coach which he's already like shot down um and then the tennessee like, coach is, is is uh you know in talks from whatever yeah i think he's kind of like a younger guy with some fire in tennessee i think they're like number two or three like national seed this year so uh them on the come up that's actually who we would play if we won the regional like is it yes. up with the tennessee go regional. figure go figure just just like the sd tournament you you could win your first game slash regional but then after you graduate from that you just play another sec team that you had trouble with uh but i, I will say this about pulmonary um in kind of what you said tommy it's he's not getting forced out he's kind of gone out on his own terms you know he's he's just it, it's not like this forced out thing where at the end of the season he says oh he's retiring for uh it's you know it's health reasons or i want to spend more time with the family where you you kind of get a sense that you know the the upper the upper management likes him, but they just they just want someone new, you know, uh, and they just trying to let the guy go on his own terms to just keep all the respect involved. Uh, and that I don't know if that's the case, but uh, you know at least Paul was ahead of anything, you know, before all this online chatter of oh everyone wants him gone, blah 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 blah, and then there's some announcement after the fact of oh yeah Paul's retiring for health reasons, and you just you know they were on a bubble, they 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 were the last five in, but you know, even if they were last five out, it's like if Paul Maneri announces he's retiring, then, you know, maybe you give him a ride because the, the player's going to have something to play for. I feel like that's probably the case. But, I mean, LSU's talented enough to to surprise people. Uh, I mean, it would be difficult if they if they got out of uh, Eugene, Oregon, which is where they're going to be. They're going to have to face Oregon, um, Gonzaga, as we said, and then also I think, was it 
Central Connecticut Carolina. State. Central Connecticut State. Thank you. No, uh, they're, making, they're making St. Bonneville sound like a real team. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if they graduate from that, then likely they will play Tennessee, assuming Tennessee re- wins their, their regional. But um, I don't think LSU would host a super regional even if they won, right? Because they're just – they're ranked so out of the loop that uh, they, would, they would definitely fall to somebody else. Uh, but, you know, it's it's their right. It's, it's what they got. And uh, the interesting thing about Oregon, it's an it's a alter field. And I think LSU's been practicing over University High's baseball field because that's all turf. That's what I was reading. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, they're prepping for it. I'm glad that Marceau's getting first ball. I mean, the guy, even after giving up the all the runs in that first inning to Georgia, which ultimately proved to be the final score, the guy pitched lights out after that. And honestly, that's what I was talking about. It's like in the pros, that's what you get. You could give up four runs in the first, but that's all you give up. And then your team scores six runs. And then by the seventh inning, you know, you're, you're getting relief and then your team wins. Boom. That, that, that didn't matter. You have the win. Your team has the win and you move on. So, uh, Brilliant job by Marceau, and it, it didn't seem to matter that he had pitched only a few days before that and was pulled. So uh, you, you got to think that Paul Maneri trusts him, the team trusts him, and uh, you're in good hands, or hand, I should say, with Paul, with uh, Landon Marceau. Um, and I guess they'll have to face Gonzaga first, and we'll see. We'll see which, which Gonzaga we get, the uh, win by a lot or lose by a lot. Hopefully they lose by a lot to LSU. But... Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, do you guys have any more thoughts on the on the regional play? Um, I will say I don't know if Scott, did you watch any of the other games? Did you watch the Vanderbilt Arkansas game? I watched a little bit of uh, Arkansas. It was, it was Vanderbilt. It was uh, Arkansas and Georgia. But then after that, you know, it was I was in full vacation mode at that point. Yeah. Well, like, Daniel, you, know, you watched it too, right? We watched it together, the Vanderbilt-Arkansas game. Right, yeah. Man, both of those teams. I mean, the SEC is just so loaded. I mean, Arkansas is legit. They can hit anybody. Vanderbilt has is so talented. I mean, Tennessee's looking good. So, yeah, I think I think that if you're betting on the SEC, you know, if you can if you can bet on the SEC to win the, the whole thing, you're, it's not a bad bet to make it all. But, um, no, I think that pretty much covers baseball on our end. Yeah. I guess shout out to Louisiana Tech for getting the number 16 regional. Oh, yeah. and they're hosting. hosting. Yeah, it's their first ever host um, in Ruston. And I think they got Alabama coming to town, so that's pretty big. Uh, they would have to, yeah, they're matched up against the Arkansas regional. So even if they win, that might not go poorly for the Bulldogs. But I uh, got to shout them out. And then I think McNeese and Southern are both in the tournament as yeah. well. So Louisiana is representing, I would say, pretty well in the, uh, in the college baseball rankings. Also, it's crazy to me that. Uh, Definitely. That Arkansas, you know, won the tournament. They said that's their first ever tournament win. Hmm. And it's yeah, like, well, didn't they win the national championship like a couple of years ago? No, they've never won it. They've never won the national championship. Never won it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, they played in it though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, per, like they're pretty much perennial like powerhouses. Yeah. No, it's they like, they have become as of late. That's why they tag themselves Omaha Hogs. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but it, no, they, they, they've never won it as good as they've been. Uh, that's been LSU's thing. And, you know, I, I think LSU, you know, until Arkansas wins it, LSU will always have that over them, even though Arkansas has had the best of LSU over the last few years. But I did think it was interesting because, Daniel, you mentioned it. 
uh, La Tech's hosting their regional. Alabama's going there. So you got to wonder, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, what's the logic behind that? Because for all intents and purposes, LSU – was the better team they they fared better against alabama yeah that was weird because yeah bam bam is the number three seed in that regional too so you would think that supposedly we would be on their level as a three seed it would be kind of fun to keep it in state um i don't know why they shipped us out but uh, that is weird oh and i checked this on arkansas yeah they've got 10 world series appearances two runner-ups 79 in 2018 uh with no championships wow um so good luck to the hogs i guess yeah no, I just I thought it was crazy that Bama gets to travel, you know, less than mm-hmm. what four hundred miles. You know, I saw that. To, I saw that the Georgia, Yeah, the Georgia fans were a little bit upset that they got shut out of the tournament after having pretty similar record to LSU and beating LSU in the tournament. They're saying like, "Oh, we won, we beat LSU. Like we're better than them. Why did they get to make the tournament? We don't." I think they were on the like first four out or whatever they call it. Um, so that was too bad for them, but. Glad we kind of snuck in. Yeah, like I said, maybe maybe had something to do with Paul and his uh, um, NCAA leading 501 wins. Never just count history. There you go. <laughs> um, I don't know, a little, little bit of football news, unless we had something that was more important, right? A uh, little bit of football Nothing's news. Nothing's more important than football. Exactly. Uh, we, we finally might have some direction on Eric Gilbert. There was a lot of talk that he might come back to LSU. I was, for one, uh, hopeful. It seemed like that was the most likely landing spot because of his academic issues. But uh, apparently he is going to somehow wind up back at Georgia. I don't know. Maybe Georgia's uh, academic requirements are slightly less than LSU's and that's why because it seemed like he was going to work his way back in LSU because that seemed the most logical decision based on uh Eric Gilbert's academics but apparently not the case I don't know Daniel do you I don't know do you uh do you feel like this is uh I I don't know I go I can't imagine what his decision making would be you know of all things being equal why he would go to Georgia unless just, you know, to have his family see him. But it's like, he, he already had the ends at LSU. And if his, if the offense itself was the issue, you know, having uh, the restructuring of our offensive scheme um, and uh, getting a Joe Brady acolyte basically to run it, you think that would have made the decision, but apparently not. What What do you think about this? I mean, it's kind of come full circle, right? Because when he first defected or said he was transferring, it was like he wanted to go home. He was homesick. So I was thinking he's from Atlanta. He's going back to Georgia. And then the circus came into town. And when he decided, all right, Florida, and then maybe back to LSU. And then it never really happened, but the rumors about community college, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I guess this is the final landing spot. It's all hard to even say that for sure, because until he is on the field playing until he's got a jersey on i mean even at that point you can't be sure <laughs> i mean he had an lsu jersey on for a short while yeah. uh, so I mean, we, we've been on this topic for months now at this point but it's pretty wild yeah. and it t- yeah two years 2020 and 2021 uh but i hope it just kind of ends and georgia has darnell washington the number two tight end in the country in that class that now they have the one and two so it could add to the Kirby Smart, JT Daniels, powerful passing attack, or it could flash out. Who knows? Um, I don't know if you can call it. They have a powerful passing attack. <laughs> well, I guess so. With, with that's Georgia. what they're trying to put together. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, do you have any further opinions, Tommy? I just, I don't know. I just, I think that uh, it, it doesn't make much sense in my opinion, but nothing about this Eric Gilbert thing has made sense. So I don't, I I don't think he's necessarily going to be in a better position to succeed at Georgia than he would be if he'd stayed at LSU or came back to LSU. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be sharing, uh, sharing catches and, 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 you know, and throws with Darnell Washington. And then they're, they're uh, pretty good receiving core, uh, at Georgia. And then, I mean, I don't think I, I don't love Georgia's offense that much more than LSU's. Like, I think, I think LSU's new, you know, the new offense theoretically, um, even last year's offense with Max at the helm, I think either of those offenses would be a better and would be able to utilize his skills better than, than Georgia will. Um, I think that although it's kind of one of the, I think the other, the other flip side of it is it's almost like, be careful what you wish for, because <laughs> from, from everything that we heard and every, everybody inside the program and just what you saw on TV, um, you know, he's not a great guy to have in the locker room. People didn't like him. I know, I know for a fact, a, a player that everybody, um, everybody who's listening to this podcast would know by name uh, could not stand him and said, you know, he was terrible for the team. He didn't do anything. He, he was just, you know, standoffish, didn't want to be a teammate, all that. So, you know, he might be the number one uh, on paper, but I don't know if he, if he doesn't really show, you know, if he's not really playing and he yeah, doesn't really want to be there, well, who's to say that he's going to really, really go all in on Georgia? What's Georgia have that LSU doesn't really? Uh, when it comes down to it, they're all division one programs at the highest level so it's more i think it's more about yeah. what's in yourself do you want to succeed personally or not and i you know maybe he got he you know theoretically maybe he got his his personal issues t- taken care of and he's ready to kind of take that next step and be a, a top level player but yeah, i think at this point the landing spot doesn't really matter as it relates to his success it's all about what he wants yeah it's all about how committed he is to being the best player he can be and he wasn't committed to that at LSU. It, that, that, that's pretty much clear. And, uh, you know, kudos to O for not, you know, like breaking – go going out of his way, breaking his back to try and keep him there. It's like, you know, if you want to do – that's fine. Go, go find another landing spot. Uh, I actually was able to watch Hold the Rope, and, you know, there's a specific incidence of that with uh, Skip Bertman and uh, – Joey Bell, who you know later on became known as Albert Bell, uh, most famously with the Cleveland Indians, uh, and you know it's like he was a great player, really you know really could change a game, but it's like he didn't want to do things the way Skip did, and uh, eventually Skip had to say, all right, well, I'm sorry, this is the way we want to do it, and then you know he just he just kicked him off the team, uh, so there you go, and there's there's something to be said for. Um, the the culture and the, uh, the 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 unit of a team being more important than one player, and even if that one player is just extremely raw, highly talented guy, it's not he, you know one player is not worth the entire team. And they seem to be from everything we've heard and 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 everything that's coming out of that the, you know the, the LSU football facility, they seem to be really really building back 
that team mentality that they had in 2019. And I can see where if Coach O really likes what he's seeing so far, he's likes, he likes what's going on in the offense. He likes what's going on in the defense. He likes the way the coaches are, are connecting with the players. There isn't that, that um, tension or disconnect between coaches and players that there was, uh, there was last year. Everybody kind of with the me first approach. Yeah. If, if, if there isn't that right now, I can see where he's like, you know what? We're going to be okay with him or without him. And I'm not going to beat down his door to come here because I don't want to, ha- to have anything jeopardize what we have going on right now. Cause what we have right now is a lot of talented guys who want to be here, who are, who are staying late, coming early. And this is a guy who has a track record of not doing that. So, you know what, Kirby, good luck to you. All right. Um, a l- little bit of other LSU news. Uh, it was announced LSU season opener against UCLA, at the Rose Bowl. It's going to be televised on Fox, but it's going to be kicking off at 8.30 Eastern, so 7.30 Central. Uh, it's going to be a great game. LSU is in a prime time, so I think there's a lot of expectations on this game. And uh, LSU's Week 2 matchup against McNeese is also going to happen at uh, 7 p.m. Central. Now, the interesting thing about this game, you know, normally you'd think, I uh, just another out-of-conference game against uh, a quote-unquote cupcake. But uh, the Cowboys are coached by former LSU assistant and recruiting guru uh, Frank Wilson. And believe it or not, he's actually going to feature Cody Orgeron as, uh, as their starting quarterback. And if you didn't recognize the name, he's actually the son of LSU head coach Ed Orgeron. So that should be interesting. Uh, it, but you know they they've met each other three times, so not not a big matchup game. More so, just the the, the father coaching against his son. Uh, then in week three, the Tigers are going to host Central Michigan. Uh, not not really a big note about this. It's the first meeting between them. Uh, the only thing to mention, I guess, is you know Central Michigan's coached by former Florida coach Jim McElwain. Uh, but other than that, I'd say if, if any uh, Talking Tigs listeners were considering going to UCLA to watch that one, I would I would suggest do it. Uh, it would be a great trip. Uh, the Rose Bowl is a great stadium. There's there's enough to do in the area to where you could make a, a multi beneficial trip out of it. Um, just uh, just <laughs> just just watch you know just plan plenty of time for traffic and parking just to get to the stadium. I, I'll say that. Uh, but other than that, um, I don't think LSU basketball had any news this week, but do you guys, uh, do you guys have anything else you wanted to mention? Not too much. The only thing, I don't think we actually said it, that, uh, LSU baseball is playing on Friday, 9 PM central uh, in the first game against Gonzaga. And then if they win, right. they're going to play Saturday. I think it's either 3 PM or 6 PM central. Uh, so tune in on that. It's going to be a, going to be a late one. It's going to finish at like past midnight. I guess that's what you get yeah. being out in Oregon. Uh, yeah. So well, late Friday night. One, yeah, and I guess one thing we did forget to mention because uh, we had covered it before. So just to be consistent, we want to follow up, and that's LSU softball. Uh, they they did not win their series against FSU. They actually got walked off in their regional. So FSU is going on, or uh, their super regional. Excuse me. So FSU won the super regional in Baton Rouge, and they are going on to the women's college world series. LSU's season is over uh plenty to be uh excited about but unfortunate that it ended so early 
So there was that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of West Coast game times, which I, I don't know, you know, you could say that could play into LSU. I don't know. Hopefully they go out there early enough and they get adjusted to it. Uh, I, I thought maybe the uh, the field itself might be more of a challenge for them to get accustomed to. But if they've been practicing on new highs turf field and you know hopefully they'll be ready for it but you know the, the time change can factor into it also plus uh i don't know it's lsu travels well i think for the most part in the south and the middle part of the country but i don't know how how many of them are traveling west i feel like there's always that that penultimate fan the guys you hear go go <laughs> tigers there's He's that doing guy the, i, I want to chance by himself you know his name He's he's actually known. I just I just don't know his name yet. But he's he's uh, like every away game, every tournament game. Uh, the guy's a standard. He's a staple. We should probably get him on the show, actually. Uh, but I, I'm sure he'll be out there. There might be a few dozen LSU fans, as opposed to a few hundred. But still, that's that's pretty commendable, you know, considering the West Coast. Uh, but um, I think that might about do it for us. One final thing, I'd just like to let everybody know that this podcast today was brought to you by Fisherman's Haven. Fisherman's Haven uh, is one of the top, uh, one of the top game uh, giveaway style Facebook groups in South, South Louisiana. Uh, it's a group run by a man named Dean Bro. He, uh, he, each, each and every day he gives out, uh, he gives out fun prizes like fish fry materials, um, things for anglers, Yeti coolers, and even cold, hard cash. So if you're interested in uh, playing games and trying to figure out if you can win something, go join Fisherman's Haven. That's Fisherman's Haven, H-A-V-E-N, on Facebook. And try your luck. You might win something. Daniel won something. I tried. I didn't win. Um, Scott, we need to get you in there. And yeah, so go check it out. Yeah, Fisherman's Haven has promoted our podcast on their page a couple times, and we appreciate that. And just kind of wanted to to shout it back out. Uh, if you would like to join, you can DM the Talking Tigs uh, Facebook group, and we can uh, get you into that group. But I think that was about it. Quick one this week. Hopefully, it won't be a quick end for the baseball season, but uh, it was a quick end of the tournament. And uh, that's it. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll have some uh, some extenuating baseball conversation to talk about for the next Talking Tigs, as in they have won their regional, and we'll see what super regional they they fall into. Hopefully, it's not on the West Coast, <laughs> but if it is, you know, so so be it. We uh, I guess we'll we'll see what the Tigers do with it, being it's Paul Maneri's last season and all. But uh, until then, uh, hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking to